You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, let's plate this thing, everybody, on a Wednesday, December 16th, and a Thursday, December 17th. Another edition of Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on a special HLN Wednesday. Oh, I'm going to explain. We got Kyle Mikey as well coming up from MLive.com. First, we're talking Pepsi. Our sponsor today for Locked On Lions, made for football watching. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi's the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi certainly fuels. You know that, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Follow us on Twitter, at Dairy Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions, the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. Folks, at about noon today, Ian Rappaport, at Rap Sheet on Twitter, sent out the following missive. The Lions plan to interview GM candidate Lewis Riddick for their vacant job on Friday, source said. The current broadcaster last worked in the NFL in 2013 in the Eagles front office, the first known external candidate to be interviewed by Detroit. <laughs> yeah, baby. Come on. For those of you that listen to my radio show at Detroit Sports 105.1, the failed Detroit Sports 105.1, you will recall back in 2015 when the Lions were searching for a general manager and hired Bob Quinn. You remember who I wanted? I wanted Lewis Riddick back then. He was a, a guest on our show, ESPN analyst, former Eagles and Redskins front office guy. And the Lions are interviewing Lou on Friday. <laughs> I love it. HLN is alive and well, baby. Hire Lewis now. I love it. I'm excited. I'd love to see it happen. Man, that would be so cool. And some of you are saying, oh, here he goes again. He's been banging this drum for years. I think the guy's smart. I think the guy knows football. He's had, he has front office experience. Could they hire Rick Smith away from the uh, the former Houston Texans GM who has Tex, uh, general managing experience? Yes. And I wouldn't hate that move either. But there's something about Lewis Riddick that I like. And hey, Houston's interviewing him on Thursday. So... Lewis Riddick is getting a chance to talk to the Lions on Friday. The new look Lions. Chris Spielman. So it's exciting. I think it's cool. We'll, uh, we'll talk, about it with, uh, talk about it with Kyle Meinke from MLive.com coming up. I mean, I, we've, we've banged this drum ad nauseum about Lewis Riddick. So see what happens. But uh, I should can't. I don't know if he's going to come to town. Can they do an interview in person? Would this be uh, over Zoom? I assume. I guess it's a Zoom interview. I, I got to somehow cr- uh, um, crash that thing. That's my guy. <laughs> I think it's exciting. We'll see. We'll see if anything comes of it. Um, that's for sure. 
Uh, also today, Frank Ragnow <laughs> has a fractured throat. Could you imagine? What a tough... He injured it on the first quarter Sunday and finished the game. Today, Matthew Stafford, Chase Daniel, all these guys said, Ragnow's voice, he lost his voice during the game. Yeah, he fractured his throat. Laryngeal fracture. He might miss this week's game against the Tennessee Titans. And we'll do the Lockdown crossover uh, with Tyler, the host of uh, uh, Tyler Rowland, the host of Lockdown Titans tomorrow. What a tough guy. Finished the game with a fractured throat. He's played the most snaps at center in the NFL this season. And he's a top five center, according to Pro Football Focus, and maybe a pro bowler. How about Frank Ragnow? Uh, Matthew Stafford, by the way, didn't practice today. Says he's feeling better. Daryl Bevel said it's probably going to come down to game day on Sunday. Stafford says, hey, I'll wear a flap jacket. I'll do whatever i got to do to protect my ribs and play. Uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Shut Stafford down. All right. I know he wants to play. I know his teammates want him to play. I just see no reason why uh, Matthew Stafford should be out there against Tennessee. I think the Titans could put up 40-plus on the Lions um, um, Sunday. The Lions defense against Derrick Henry and that Titans offensive line and those tight ends. Jonu Smith and his band of renown, there's like 50 tight ends on that team that streak open with that offense. Now, the Lions might score some points because Tennessee's defense is trash. But, man, that could be a long day Sunday for the Lions defense. Derrick Henry might have a huge day. Not might, he will. Uh, all right, we're going to talk to Kyle Meinke about everything Lions. Chris Spielman, Lewis Riddick, Stafford. We'll do all that with the MLive beat writer. For your Detroit Lions coming up next. I uh, first want to tell you about Built Go. All right. What's your wall? When do you hit a wall during the day? When are you just have no energy and just, man, you need something? It's the mental wall, physical wall, whatever it is. All right. Well, crash through that wall with our friends at Built Go. They'll break through it with you every day. What Built Go is, it's like this gel. But it tastes good, and they're easy to eat in these one-and-a-half-ounce little packages. I love the peanut butter honey gel from Built Go. Makes you feel good, gives you energy, doesn't give you that crash feeling like some five-hour energy drink. Uh Uh-uh. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. Put it in your briefcase, your back pocket, your gym bag, whatever. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, mint, all the flavors are good. I love me some Built Go. It's fantastic. Want to get some? Easy. Go to BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Let's bring in Kyle Mikey right now. MLive.com covers the Lions and has for many years. Does a, a fantastic job. We always love catching up with him here on Locked On Lions. What's up, Kyle? What's up, Matt? It's good to be back, my man. I know, buddy. Uh, <laughs> a crazy couple days, huh? <laughs> it never slows down. We were just talking off air about this. But, man, it just never slows down. It's always something covering the NFL. The NFL does nothing better than, than make money and to just – live rent-free in everyone's head and uh, <laughs> the lines lately are, are no exception with 
with everything going on in the front office and the coaching staff, Matthew Stafford injury, uh, you know, fractured throat this week for Frank Fragnow. I mean, it's just an unbelievable uh, uh, week on the Lions' feet. It's but but it's got to be, I would think, a little bit more relaxed now that Matt Patricia is gone. Is that accurate? A hundred and ten percent. And I'm sure if you're watching the press conferences, you get a sense of it. I'm sure if you're reading the stories, you're getting a sense of it. I'm sure if you're just watching these games on TV, you can still see signs of life from this team where it 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 didn't occur before. And, I, and I'm not trying to be dramatic here. I, I don't want to like you know, read into something that might not be there for a narrative's sake. But every guy that I've talked to, Matt, talks about how much better everything feels, how much more energy there is at practice. And, um, you know, we saw on the field in Chicago and that, you know, that comeback, uh, you know, seeing, you know, Daryl Bevel getting slapped on the ass, you know, by players and stuff. I mean, they, these guys obviously have a lot of respect for Daryl Bevel. And I, 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 can't be positive of this, but I'm pretty sure Matt Patricia was never slept on the ass by a player. <laughs> uh, he, he just didn't have, you know, he had a rocky relationship with his locker room, and I think that's pretty well known at this point. And I think one of the, the primary reasons why Daryl Bevel was chosen as the interim coach is because of the nature of who he is as a coach, which is a, a more easygoing guy, a positive guy who has a really good relationship with guys in that locker room and especially Matthew Stafford, the guy he's worked with the most since arriving here. And I, I think that they promoted bubble knowing that this franchise just needed a, a shot in the arm of, of something that felt good. And, um, and you look at this week, Matt, and the hiring of, of Chris Spielman, I, I think he speaks to that as well. Just the, the, the cultural makeover that the Lions are undergoing as they try to put this, you know, this, I mean, just a really uh, awful, uh, you know, two and a half years behind them. Let's talk about the Spielman thing. Uh, kind of came out of nowhere, at least for me, yesterday, and all, it's been very positive. And you're you're right. You and I were talking off air. There's some fans and and the Twitter mob that certainly will say cer- certain things. But how, how do you think this is going to work? And again, what took so long? I, I think it's a great hire. Um, you know, I, I, I understand the concerns that are out there about the Fords maybe appointing, uh, you know, another you know, franchise-friendly face in the front office who doesn't have front office experience. Um, but this do, this does not strike me as as that. Um, you know, they, the Fords have definitely done that in the past. Matt hiring family friends and so forth to, for you know for jobs they weren't qualified for. This is not that. Chris Spielman is not going to be. No one is reporting to Chris Spielman. He's not going to be building a roster he's not going to be coaching games um you know he's been hired uh in the short term to help direct this um you know this search for a new gm and and, and coach and he's a great guy to have in the room for that it, it, it's rod wood and sheila ford hamp are leading this search sheila ford hamp is in her first what is it seven eight nine months now of, of right. ownership yeah. and Rod Wood is admittedly not a football guy. So you, you're, they're very light on this, on, on their football experience in that search and bringing a guy like Chris Spielman, who is in the league for 10 years, has been around as a broadcaster for five to, to lend his expertise in that search. Uh, I think is a great move and the experience that he's acquired as an, an announcer, a, a broadcaster, I, I think, you can't really understate it because he obviously understands the lines and their culture. But beyond that, he he's really well respected around the game. So when he's gone around the country calling these games and getting to know coaches and players, he gets more access than your average guy because people trust him. They know he played, played the game well, played it the right way. Um, there, there's just a lot of high opinions of Chris, 
Chris Spielman around the league. Uh, and so he's gotten a feel for how different organizations have won and how different organizations have lost. Um, he was talking with us this week about, you know, all these notebooks he has in his house and just all of the notes he's taken from all over the country about what is worked and what's not organizationally in football. Yeah, that, that's a lot of good insight, Matt, into the search as the lines proceed. And it's something they haven't done before in some of their searches, including for Bob Quinn a few years ago. So I just, I like the added uh, step they're taking here. And then culturally, what Matt, what Chris Spielman is bringing in the long term to the Lions franchise, I also like because I, I've written a lot about it in the past couple of weeks after Patricia was fired, but things were not good under Matt Patricia. And I think that's no secret at this point. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys, a lot of players who did not like playing for him. There's a lot of friction in the locker room. And it's not just that. It's people in the that in that building at all levels of the organization. It, it things were not good culturally. He tried to bring in the Patriot way, which is one but he did it in a way that was extreme. It was extremely brash. I, I can't understate that. Like that's something multiple players have told me is that he came in basically telling the Lions who were coming off of three winning seasons in four years that they didn't know how to play football. That he did. That he knew. He knew the only way to play real football. Uh, just really denigrating the way they played, and um, you know that I think caused some hurt feelings, and it just caused a, a, a cultural clash. And so I think bringing in a guy like Spielman, who's well respected and has a great heart and a great love for the game, to kind of heal the franchise, Matt, pull it all together, get everyone kind of pulling in the same direction breaking down the walls that existed after some time between the football operations and the business side. Uh, I, I just think it's a good move uh, for the Lions. Kyle Mikey with us from MLive.com. I guess a follow-up to that is when you talk about Sheila and Rod, and you know them better uh, than I do and, and, and most do, it, it's just sort of a weird dynamic because she seems like, you know, she's so new to this whole thing. You know, Rod, when he first got the job, he's been, you know, the, the Florida State's accountant guy. All of a sudden now he's in the room, and that, that bothered me. That bothered other people. But I think the Spielman thing is kind of like, hey, look, you need someone at the top that knows a little bit about, oh, I don't know, football. And so that was kind of a breath of fresh air yesterday. I, I completely agree. And I, one thing I like about Sheila Ford Ham, um, she really seems, you know, for a lifetime billionaire um, who now runs her own NFL team, you know, these, these people, I've met a few of them around the league and I've heard a lot about other ones, you know, that get to a certain level in life. I think sometimes you lose like a little bit of like self, like, uh, I, I don't know, self, uh, like identity or self reflection, your ability to reflect on yourself and your own weaknesses. And something that's really fleshed out for me on Sheila Ford Hamp is that she understands what she doesn't know. She's not afraid to admit it. Um, and I think that's a mark of a good leader. It's one of the marks of a good leader. And she's putting people around her that can cover for those deficiencies. And, you know, you could have said the same thing about uh, the last search um, uh, with her mother uh, and Rod Wood. And they didn't, you know, they went to Ernie Acorsi, I guess, but uh, as a part-time deal. But, um, you know, it, like they've reached out to a football guy to help them make a football decision in a room where there wasn't a lot of football expertise. And I don't think you can go wrong uh, on that account. I think it was a good move for Detroit. Will, will there, though, be some general manager candidates? And we're going to talk about it in a second, though, and and whom. But will there be some that will say, wait a minute, why would I want to come in there where Spielman might be a spy for Rod and there's too many chefs in that kitchen for me? Yeah, that is a concern that I've, I've seen out there, Matt. I, I, I mean, we'll have to see how it plays out. I'm, I'm not a mind reader, but the way they're they're selling this move, I don't think that's going to be a problem. He is informing the the coaching search and the GM search. But once those guys are in place, you know, like I said, he's not 
going to have like the, he, like the GM is not going to be reporting to Chris Spielman. The coach is not going to be reporting to Chris Spielman. Uh, he's strictly an advisor. Um, he's not going to be constructing a roster or making any kind of like tactical decisions. Um, and my sense of it is that when this thing is all in place and they're going forward long term, Chris Spielman's going to be involved heavily in the like business side of the organization and, and marketing and other parts of the organization. I, I think he's bringing it, he's being brought in for you know for different reasons, but. One of the biggest reasons, again, is the cultural thing, and and that uh, is bringing the whole organization together. Because again, I can't emphasize enough how how many walls were built within the organization under the previous regime. You know, I think Matt Patricia was a disaster on pretty much every front. Um, I think Bob Quinn was he, he had more aptitude for the job, but he also made mistakes, and one of them was engendering this like idea that football should not intermix with the rest of the organization. And I, and I think that caused some problems within the organization and some, uh, maybe some bad blood between uh, certain, certain factions uh, in the organization. And so Chris Spielman is being brought in to heal some of those wounds, Matt. And I, obviously you can tell by the way I'm talking, like these, this does not fit into a general manager or coach type job. And I just, I don't see a ton of overlap and I don't think um, the candidates should be uh, too fearful of what Chris Spielman's role is long-term. We're going to talk more with Kyle in a second. I want to get his thoughts on the Lewis Riddick news and, of course, the Matthew Stafford injury front. we got to remind you, though, we're brought to you by Pepsi, made for football watching. Football this season has been different. Pepsi here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. It is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Passionate fans that are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. I'm more with Kyle Mikey here from MLive.com. Always love talking to Kyle. You you look good yesterday, by the way. I saw you on the Spielman presser, uh, the, the mustache, the, mustache, yeah, the hair. Right. <laughs> I, I liked it, man. I mean, uh, you you and Justin Rogers, a couple of fashion plates, I'll tell you. I mean, it's Corona, man. You got to – Life is never going to be this good for those of us who love to like slack with the facial hair, you know. So <laughs> right. Gotta, you just got to lean into it. I, I, I'm with you. I was uh, I was excited when they when they when they called your name, and that, that's that's another story. But uh, tell me about. I didn't realize you could actually see the reporters. I should probably. You know, well, no, normally, right? Normally it's just audio, but for some odd reason yesterday it was they showed everybody. So. Huh. <laughs> Um, tell me about, you know, so the Lewis Riddick news came out today and he's interviewing for the Texans job and the Lions job and twice in the last two, uh, two days here or next two days here. I've been the Lewis Riddick bandwagon guy for like five years. I wanted them to hire him when he used to come on my one Oh five one show before they hired Bob Quinn. I like him. Well, where, where are you with, what are your thoughts on bringing another guy out of the TV booth in, in Lewis Riddick? Yeah, no, I like him a lot. I like, I don't know him at all. I've never had a conversation with him, but I like the credentials and what I've read about him. And what I like most is the people that I trust the most in this game that I hit up this, you know, and during cycles like this where the lines are making hires and so forth, just to get a feel for people that I don't know. Uh, Lewis Riddick has a very high reputation, very high. Um, so it doesn't surprise me, Matt, that you know that he would have you know multiple opportunities in this cycle. Um, I believe he's interviewed for GM jobs before a couple of years ago, um, so he's been you know around this carousel a couple of times. And I mean, the resume is is good. He's a former player who rose up through the um, through personal departments and was a scout. And I think that's what kind of separates him from some of these other broadcasters, uh, namely Matt Millen. You know, I mean, like uh, you know, he like he has experience. Uh, as an executive, as a scout in this league. And so I think 
I, like, I don't know who the Lions are going to hire, but they've never hired anyone but first-time GMs um, in their history. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them go out for someone who has a little more experience. And Riddick has never been a GM before, but he's got a lot of high-level experience in the league, and I think that that will be attractive to Detroit. Well, you know, I, I know they're also going to talk to Rick Smith, but when you're talking to people uh, around the league and you're doing your due diligence covering this, the, the team, what, what name pops up? What name is like, hey, this is the guy they, they may have to go get? I mean, I hear Rick Smith a lot. I've heard Rick Smith's name more than anyone else's, to be honest with you. Uh, Riddick's a popular name because he's been out there before and he's done the the, higher, the, the, the interview process before. Um, but, man, people love Rick Smith and uh, – they love what he did with the Texans roster and, you know, bringing in Deshaun Watson and a boatload of guys who are now leading that team. And, um, you know, it didn't work out in the end. They didn't win enough games, but there's a lot of reasons for that. I don't think it was the construction of the roster. I think that there's a lot of things to like about how much he maximized, uh, you know, the draft capital that he had, some of the signings that he made. Um, that's the things I hear on, on him. He's a great, he has a great eye for talent, uh, particularly in the draft. Yeah, maybe he won't draft uh, somebody like Jelani Tavai in the second round. Don't he, don't get me man, started. He is so bad. Oh my god. Oh, thank you. Oh, I love it. Defensively bad. How bad the linebacker plays? I was just watching some of the All Twenty Two today, just for for shits and giggles, and uh, the 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 play that, and then Dan Orlovsky showed it on Twitter today. The play, yeah, yeah. the play where Tavai was. You know, in coverage, it was zone coverage, but it's like no, he's a he's a good kid, and I feel bad for him because if he was drafted in the fifth round someplace and he was just your fifth linebacker who contributed on special teams, you wouldn't even think twice about right, it. Right. The problem right. in Detroit is that he was the whatever he was, the fortieth overall pick, give or take. Like, I mean, expectations are pretty high for a guy like that, and he just he does he, he like like I tweeted during the game. He, he's just not a good football player. No. It's no more complicated than that. Like he just doesn't have the profile of a good NFL linebacker. It's, uh, he's just miscast here. And honestly, Matt, it wouldn't surprise me if he's not on the roster opening day next year. That was a, that my next question. I want to ask you about Stafford. But but while we're on this subject, the roster for like you said for next season, how many names will fans go? Whoa, they're surprised that they're going to let uh, certain guys go, or do you think? It's not a full blow-up, maybe. Well, it, it's impossible to say until they have new people in place. You know, I, and I get why the questions like this are, are asked, because these are the only pertinent questions left for a 5 and 18. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but, like, it, it's impossible to know, because if they – like, let's just say they hire a GM who thinks the offense is really good and that Matthew Stafford is this, like, you know, all-pro potential kind of quarterback and that, you know – you plug in a few defensive guys, you can make a run at it next year. Maybe that guy doesn't view it as a long-term rebuild, so maybe you would have less turnover, um, you know, as they focus on the defense and so forth. But I, I just, I don't think that'll be the case, and I think that they'll eventually bring in someone who ultimately will uh, kickstart a, a pretty sizable rebuild. And I believe if they click off a, a sizable, sizable rebuild, like Matthew Stafford might go. And I think that there's a lot of reasons to keep him on the roster for next year, Uh not the least of which is that he has two very team-friendly deals uh, years left on this deal. You could keep him in the fold while you develop a young quarterback on the bench or whatever. That's an attractive situation. But if you're going for a total rebuild, Matt, you could really use the extra first-round pick. Right. With two years left on this deal, I think that's what you would get for him. You would not get a first-round pick for him, obviously, going forward. And so, I, I don't know. That's a whole different conversation, and we can have it if you want. But I like these are the questions you have to ask before you can actually really say, like, how many different guys would be gone next year? Because yeah. if you do launch into this kind of like full scale rebuild, yeah, you might see you know, 
whole hell of a lot of guys gone because they just don't fit what a long-term rebuild will look like. Well, and here's the other thing about Stafford. You, I'll have you on again, and we'll talk about it, uh, the future. But for now, you know, it's such a tough kid. He's a warrior. We've heard all that, and he is. But, man, put him on IR. What? There's no point in trotting him out there and trying him out these last three games, man. I mean, and now he's got this, you know, rib injury and then the finger. I mean, just, just throw him on IR, right? That, that is one case to be made. Um, I don't know the, the injury, right? Like, I don't know the particulars of the injury. If it's just cartilage, like, that's, like, angry at him, you know, and there's not, a, like, a, a chance for, like, further serious injury, um, then I'd be prone to letting him play if he wants to play and he can manage the pain because, like I said, like, this is an organization that is emerging from a two-and-a-half-year, like, nuclear, like, you know, like, winter. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't emphasize how bad people in that organization felt, how badly uh, players felt. I mean, you saw the eruption of joy in the hour or two hours after Matt Patricia's firing on Twitter. I, I have never really seen something like that to that magnitude. I think it speaks to uh, the pent-up frustration and anger guys had playing under Matt Patricia. And I think it needs to be said that Matt Patricia got better over time. Matt, like, he was a, a wreck in 2018. He got better in 19 and 20 at the at the urging of people above him in the organization. Um, but it was too little too late for a lot of guys. And obviously, as the losses pile up, his issues magnified um, and, and so forth. Um, but, like, after all of that stuff, like, I think just trying to win some games and feel good about yourselves and get this thing headed in the right direction going into next year, I think I think there's something to that. And I'm not saying, like, I, I think momentum week to week is almost, like, non-existent in the NFL and certainly year to year with the roster turnover. But just organizationally, like, finding your footing and, like, I don't know, finding something to feel good about, including a couple of wins down the stretch, like, I don't think there's any harm in that. And if you draft, say, uh, 11th as opposed to 9th or 8th, like, you're, you're getting the same class of player anyway. And, I, and, I, and so I, I have no problems with them trying to win football games if, uh, if Stafford's health, you know, healthy enough to do so. Always uh, love catching up with you, brother. Thanks so much. Yeah, likewise, man. Always always good, and let's do it again soon. Kyle Mike, EMLive.com with us. That's another installment of Locked On Lions. We'll do the crossover tomorrow and talk to Tyler Rowland, the host of Locked On Titans.